Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. My name is DJ Wooldridge, and with me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Good morning, Roxy. Good morning, DJ. Is it weird? Is it bad form to say good morning? Because I we don't know when people are listening. It's the morning for us. Oh, you think we're being insensitive to the time of day? It could be <laughs> where they are. Yes. Good day, sir. <laughs> good day or evening. Good good possible hour, sir. Good. Uh, yes. Good. Any, any time or place that you happen to be listening to this. This is the show where we like to talk about movies, uh, TV shows, comic books, video games, uh, uh, Lil Nas X controversies, uh, everything, yes. we, everything we like to talk about. If you are listening to this as the normal podcast episode, um, there's actually much more show that you can enjoy at patreon.com slash only stupid answers every Friday at 10 a.m. Roxy and I do the full OSA show where we do uh, uh, the full unedited reviews of whatever Marvel shows coming out that week, uh, plus uh, news. Um, but today we are specifically talking about Godzilla versus Kong, the new hit Warner Brothers slash HBO Max movie that dropped uh, earlier the the week of this recording. So uh, look forward to that. Before we get into what we are into this whoa. week whoa you can if you listen to this uh podcast on spotify we like to ask a question every week that you all can answer last week's question is what animated show do you want to see live at seeing live action uh sama says winx club because i do not acknowledge the netflix show but also Yu-Gi-Oh and totally spies what I'm, the hell is winx club so winx i i so I Winks. Oh my God, Sama! I'm so sorry if I get this wrong. I, obviously, it's not targeted to me. Winks is an animated series about fairies, right? Winks. I the, don't know. The live action Netflix show is what if Harry Potter but fairies? Uh, and apparently, the classic fans of the Winks animated series, which has a, has a I, from what I understand, a pretty significant following, are do not like the direction the Netflix show went in. Uh, and I get it. I I didn't it wasn't it's not targeted to me. I didn't follow it, but I feel for y'all. Um, Stormy Woods, which is a great name. Yes, Stormy says. Stormy. Is Stormy? Do we know? Do we know? Yeah, Stormy's great. Uh, they say I love Daria. So if there was any way to get more of that show, I'm interested. I believe they're doing a Daria spinoff as part of maybe yeah. Paramount Plus. I feel like that was a Tracy Ellis Ross produced uh i think she's doing something like producing a whole uh wow i could be really off on this but i, I feel don't like think you're so. not I it's think... the best friend of daria yes and then she's producing a whole universe i think she is intending on doing several shows cool uh, is what i think is happening i don't I don't remember fully, but I definitely think that there's more in the works there. I think Daria yeah. was a little bit before my time, but but good for them. Uh, I liked Daria. Uh, I liked Daria a lot. Kilo. Well, then maybe maybe I just didn't watch it. I mean, anyway, um, but I've heard nothing but great things, so I'm excited for the spinoff. Kilo says Gravity Falls, which is an amazing show. You can watch it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I don't know how well it would translate to live action. It feels very specifically targeted towards what you can do with animation, but I'd like to see them try. Next week's question is, what movie icons would you like to see fight next? I wonder why that's the question. I wonder why. We'll have to wait till later in the episode to find out. Before we find out, though, one, please give us five-star reviews on iTunes. We love it. One, two, three, four, five, five. only. Only we those. Only five. But here's the trick. You can insult us as much as you want in the five-star yeah. review. Just give us the five stars. If you want to send them, I'll even read it on this show. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. No matter what you say, yeah. if there are five stars. Give us the five stars. Okay. Any yeah. message you want to get across to the people, just give us that five stars. I won't, I won't necessarily any message, but you get the idea. <laughs> you get the idea. So let's dive into what we are into this week. Roxy, you've got a couple things, but I would like to start off with. What? <laughs> I'd like to start off with Supergirl. Yeah, because right. Superman and Lois is on hiatus. Yeah, um, and Supergirl is back. Update us. What's going on with Supergirl? Hmm. Um. <laughs> so here's what I'll start by saying: I really miss Superman and Lois. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So instead I watched Supergirl. And Supergirl at one time really was my favorite CW DC TV show. You know I was like ride or die when you, Sam, and I would talk about Super TV Showdown for a long time. You were Team Arrow. Mm -hmm. Sam was Team Flash. And Mm -hmm. I was Team Supergirl. Yep. So it's so sad to (laughs) to feel the way I feel. The episode was okay. I watched this and Flash back to back. Super Supergirl was better than Flash, probably. Uh, there was a lot. Flash is now in what is is its new season. Obviously, the first few yeah, episodes of the yeah, season. Yeah, we're in was, the new season. Okay. We're in the new season. I liked that Supergirl had a lot of Lex Luthor in this episode. Mm-hmm. It was a very Lex heavy episode. It we're finally starting to get Lena back on our team. So we're trying to eliminate some of the drama of Supergirl and Lena hating each other, which is just so unnecessary for the show. I just really want that storyline to be done with. Mm -hmm. Um, Supergirl is now indisposed as she has been taken out into that place. The fuck is the name of that place? DJ. Yeah. The phantom zone. And my understanding is that this was done because, uh, Melissa Benoist is, uh, priors or was at the time of filming. So that's a bummer because the second she gets there, you're the bummer isn't that she's pregnant. Good for her. The (laughs) bummer is that she is the best. The greatest part about Supergirl is the best part about Supergirl is Supergirl. Mm -hmm. Because Melissa Benoist is awesome. Yep. And honestly, I felt that way about, I think, that about all of our main CW shows. I think that uh, Katie Lotz is the best part of Legends. I think that uh, I think Grant Gustin's the best part of Flash. I thought yeah. Stephen Amell was the best part of Arrow. You know, I love their main characters. Yeah. So the second she leaves, you're just kind of like, <sighs> hey. Mm. And then it's all the now it's a very it's the drama around it. Alex hasn't told her girlfriend that her sister is Supergirl. So will she or will she not tell her? And what would that mean? Uh, yeah, the the sibling rival, and then I guess Lena was able to wipe Lex and her mom's memory, so they don't know that Supergirl is Supergirl anymore. So we're starting that over. Yeah, and so, so it feels like we're treading water a little bit. Mm. And it was kind of like, this is the first episode back. And I was like, what are we going to do? And then it was just kind of like, we're just going to chill here for a little. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess I'll chill here. I didn't really feel like it. Oh, and then and then the dreamer and brainy relationship was on the rocks. And now we're back to not on the rocks. So we're also kind of treading water a little bit there. Uh, I understand this is not how you tread water with one hand, mm-hmm. but you get what I'm getting at. Yeah, Dreamer was annoying with Brainy because Brainy did something for the greater good, but kind of screwed the people. And then now, but now she's like, I get where you were coming from. And he was like, I do it all for you. And, you know. Yeah. So are you going to, st- this is the last season. Since it yeah. is the last season, are you going to yeah. like stick it out? Yeah. Okay. I really hope. Do you know if the, it, if what happened with Flash is what happened with Supergirl? This was supposed to be the finale that had to get retooled into the premiere, is my understanding. Okay, so maybe... <laughs> it, it was so such a lackluster premiere. Even though we are going to places like, you know, the Fortress of Solitude and the... And the um, Phantom Zone, and uh, we've got Lex Luthor, and you know, even though we we kind of are have all of the the thi- we're pulling out all the stops. Yeah, the stakes were just not there, mm. and so I'm I don't know. I'm really hoping we can turn the season around. I've loved the show for so long. I even loved it when it was on CBS. Yeah, so that's it's a long time for loving this show. Yeah. I'll let you know if it gets better. And I think you should watch the final season. But as of now, it kind of was just like the most lackluster premiere I've seen in so long. And I was just sitting there like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I, I, I really liked the first season on CBS. I, I liked um, season two even more. I loved season two. Season three is where the wheel started to come off for me, 
for me as a viewer. Now, real quick, um, you also watched The Mighty Ducks. Yeah, okay, this show is awesome. Yeah, yeah, this show is awesome. I'm so grateful to you, DJ, because this was not on my radar. I had no intention of watching the show. And then that that text message, I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll check it out. I do what I can. I and in keeping in mind, I absolutely love the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I am more excited for Mighty Ducks every week now. It is like I watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then afterwards it's done, and I'm like, Mighty Ducks, mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks. Uh, it is so cute. This show is just one of those shows that's just like stick it to the man, fight for the underdog. Yep. Lauren Graham is awesome. By the way, I tweeted out that, and I know you saw this, mm-hmm. that I that I had made that name flub and she retweeted it and said it was okay, which is That's awesome. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. It was great. So she's the best. It's so cute. I just mm-hmm. can't get enough of it. I, I, I haven't had a show in a while that just was like, it's not even that it's just a feel good show because you know, right now we're still in the early stages. So we're still losing. Mm-hmm. The, people, the, the good guys are still losing, yeah. but you know where it's going. It's very, it's just endearing. The characters are great. Podcast Kid is a star. Yes. Yeah. That kid is a star. mm -hmm. I love him. This is the kind of show that makes me wish I had nieces and nephews to watch this with. Yeah. Because it's just so, oh God, I'm so into this show. I can't, I can't get enough of it, DJ. I'm so upset. I have to wait a week for another episode. When I'm watching, I just feel like, God, please protect Podcast Kid. Like it's just because you know so many child so many child stars. It's tough. It's a tough thing. You know what I mean? It's a tough career. And it's like just protect this precious soul. Don't let anything bad happen to him. We start in this episode, we get to know the other kids more without giving spoilers. The way that Lauren Graham is deciding to coach the team is a very off the ice kind of way. Like, mm-hmm. let's do team building exercises. So we get to know all the kids a little bit more. And it's just so silly. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just all so different. And that, especially that age is an age where it's just like, I don't know, what are they, 13 or something? You just, maybe even younger than that, they might be 10. Yeah. You're just so awkward. Like mm-hmm. nothing, and the interactions between the boys and the girls, it's just everything is so uncomfortable. We all remember that, and it's just awesome. Yep, it's, it's awesome. A good, it's a good, it's a good age because it's like on the one hand you're smart enough to to do things and understand things, which is cool, but you're not quite like. You know, puberty's kicking in, but it's not like the the scary parts aren't happening yet. You know what I mean? Like you don't have any of the scary stuff. It's just this nice little safe oasis where you get to be awkward and weird and cute hopefully you know what I mean? in, in a show like this you do you know what i mean like it gets to be uh nice and fun and yes I, go, yes oh i'm so into this dj yeah I, good for them like i'm glad like i'm i'm glad we've kind of if if we're gonna live in an age everybody likes to complain about like sequels reboots da, 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 da. if we're gonna live in an age that's dominated by that at least we're figuring out how to make them not suck like to make them like yeah. actually pretty good and entertaining like oh thank god Okay, I just looked. They're twelve. The kids are twelve. Great, so it's just, perfect. It's really, it's really cute. In this episode, we've got to figure out a way to get more of the kids' equipment, and we go like it's like a long scheming episode where we're like big into schemes. Planet. I like and schemes. I love scheming. <laughs> I love scheming, and yeah, it's just. Yes, and Emilio Estevez is doing such a great job of being that like curmudgeonly, like I don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm. character. I love this and I love the kids and they're not annoying. They're funny and weird and just the the casting on this. I can't say enough good things about the show. I I could do two hours on this. I will stop talking about it now. But if you are thinking about watching this, yes. Do you think they're going to rope Emilio Estevez in to finally coach or do you think this is the one he's going to Yes, DJ. I obviously think that he's not going to be able to hold out for that long. He's going to absolutely have to step in, especially because Lauren Graham's character, Alex, is not a good coach. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's doing. Really quickly, before we we uh, move on to our main topic for today, I did want to take a second to talk about the fact that New Gods, um, which was dire- supposed to be directed by Ava DuVernay um, and co-written by Tom King, uh, has been canceled on with the trench. But, I don't know if anybody's crying over the trench movie. <laughs> Let me ask you this, so DJ, I saw this yesterday, yeah. and I was like, "April Fools." I actually, I'm bummed that you asked me that because normally I would ask you that. I don't think so because April <laughs> Fools is supposed to be fun, and this is a bummer. 
It just felt like a really weird day for them to choose to announce that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it and I was yeah. like, it seems real. And I think they would have said April Fool's much quicker if it wasn't. But, you know, and there, Ava DuVernay put out that really nice post about. Yeah. Every, but I don't know. It just kind of was like. It is weird timing. It is, it is weird timing. I don't see anything at this moment that says yeah. that it is uh, a prank. So we're going to move forward as if it is. It's real? Okay. Yeah. So Ava DuVernay said Tom, speaking to Tom King, who uh, wrote the Mr. Miracle comic, uh, I loved writing New Gods with you. I'm upset that the saga of Barda, Scott, Granny, Highfather, and the Furies ends this way. Diving into Curry's fourth world uh, was the adventure of, of a lifetime that can't be taken away. Thank you for your friendship. And remember, dark, hashtag dark side is. Tom King, Ava, I'm so incredibly proud of the work we did. It was such a joy seeing you bring your passion and talent to these characters. I really felt Kirby's legacy was being honored here, and I wish we could, could have kept going. That one, that one Barda Scott scene where dot, 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 damn. Um, yeah, cause I just don't feel like, you know, cause, uh, the, 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 uh, what was it? Um, uh, straight, straight hand tooth gap thing that, that was an April Fool's joke and that was fun. That was, that was fun. No, I'm so pissed about that. Uh, you got into Twitter fights about it, right? The people, oh, people in your case or just the fact that it was a joke, April Fool's is his prerogative, but the fact that people, if he really wanted to get rid of his, the gap in his tooth, mm-hmm. the fact that people literally were like, you've destroyed my life. Go fuck yourself. We hate you now. I, that infuriated me to the extent so much that I was like, his body, his choice. What's mm-hmm. wrong with you guys? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't anybody ever understand that? But we, we, we're fans of him, so we own him. My body, <laughs> my choice. We're fans of him, so we own him. My if we body. like something, it is ours. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah this is a this is a bummer obviously less bummer about the trench being canceled even though i wasn't against it. a lot of people were shitting on the trench it's like oh, it could be cool um but yeah this is this is a bummer it'll be interesting to see where they go i believe when i pulled these tweets i saw ava talking about i guess dc is going to be making announcements where they go next i will say from a practical standpoint uh new gods movie is a big swing just like the Eternals movie is a big swing, but um, the Marvel has had less. Their their system has been less shaky over the last decade than DC's connected universe. So, as sad as this is, it does kind of make sense. Like, yeah, maybe maybe we're not ready for this. Maybe we need to wait till the Snyder cut dust settles, and we all. I I will say I would. I, I'm hoping what this means is we're just going to tap the brakes on the new gods for a minute and not like we're going to do more of what Zack Snyder did with the new gods. Cause I very much don't have any interest in that. <laughs> I think it's the former. I yeah. think it's the former. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, what are you uh, how do you feel about this Roxy? Other I than- feel fine. I don't even know that the announcement really needed to even be made because I, I think out of sight, out of mind, I think that we'll see what ends up happening, but like, you know, Ava DuVernay, if you want her in the DC, she is working on that show, Naomi. Naomi. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's cool. Uh, uh, and, you know, if she, things are forever changing. I just am very cautious at these points about saying, like, this is never happening. Yeah. This still could happen at some point. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, something that is definitely happening is the Suicide Squad movie. And if you're like, wait, we just got a trailer for that. Well, we got another one. Uh, that has some new footage in it, including a, a little bit more of Polka Dot Man, a little bit more of Rat Catcher, um, who I have a feeling that that, that character is going to make me cry in this movie. And I don't know if that's fair for this, what this movie is. Um, and a little bit more of Peacemaker. And I don't know about you, Roxy, the more we see of John Cena's Peacemaker, I'm like, oh yeah, I see why he's getting a show. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. And the concept of his character is really great the exact opposite of what everybody complains about with Batman <laughs> killing people, whatever. Yeah. It's just so, this seems awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved, I loved in this, what do they, what do they call this? The rebellion? The yeah. Re- the rebellion trailer or whatever. It's like suicide squad rebellion. Just all worked. Mm-hmm. It just all worked for me. The whole thing, everything they've shown us has worked. Every bit of press they've done around this, including DC fandom has worked. Yeah. I could not be more excited for this movie. August cannot come soon enough. Yeah. I would have a really, really, if, if you talk to me 
if you're asking me to interview myself in September, I cannot imagine any world in which I don't love this film. Yeah, I mean, like what, like you pointed out, we did get cool Suicide Squad trailers last yeah. time. Obviously, you know, James Gunn's track record is different than David Ayer's. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I am with you. Like, like just, uh, you know, if this trailer is really displaying the movie we're going to get, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it seems like a blast. It really does. It seems like it makes sense. Yeah. It seems like we're not going to get any enchantress dancing. <laughs> seems like good. we're going to we're going to blow some people up. I, not yeah. a lot of co- has coverage has been put on. Speaking of dancing, there does appear to be like a bar slash club sequence where we see Polka Dot Man and Peacemaker dancing. And normally, I'm like, oh, I don't know, but it's like uh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, I'm in. I'm so in. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I'm excited for these psychos. Well, speaking of <laughs> all of that, let's go into our main topic for today, which of course, yeah. surprising no one, was the big release from HBO Max and Warner Brothers, Godzilla versus Kong. This is what the whole MonsterVerse has been building to since the dawn of time. Um, right now on Rotten Tomatoes, as of this recording, it has a 79% on the tomato meter, a 95% audience score. Uh, del- uh, Ron Tomato says, delivering squarely on its title, Godzilla vs. Kong swats away character development and human drama to deliver all the spectacle you'd expect from giant monsters slugging it out. This movie was directed by Adam Wingard, um, who's done other movies, but if you haven't seen your next in The Guest, that's what you should be watching. And it has a buttload of writers, Terry Rossio, Michael Doherty, Zach Shields, Eric Pearson, and Max Borenstein. Uh, and you know, on this doc that Roxy and I share, normally I plug in like the actor and who they're playing. I didn't bother with the character names on the, I just put in the actors cause like it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. It's just, they are Alex, Alexander Skarsgård is playing Alexander Skarsgård as a scientist now. Um, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyre. I, let's just say a very overqualified cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That, Yes. Mm-hmm. Most of the people were overqualified. I had a very hard time with one of the actors in this. But I'm excited I... to talk with you about that. The one that stood out to me the most is like Rebecca Hall has done some like the, the two, I should say Rebecca Hall, Hall has done some real work. Like she's done re- like she's, she's a real honest to God capital a actress. And I remember how like she wasn't too happy with what they did with their character in Iron Man three. And it's like, well, I guess we had a mortgage payment due. Cause now we're in this movie. <laughs> um, and then Brian Tyree Henry, has had a even in something like um uh oh I'm blanking on the name Hotel Alec Hotel that that John Wick knockoff it was like Hotel something he was in oh yeah, yeah. um uh uh oh, let me look it up and I can't remember the anyway he I when you were saying Hotel I was like Rwanda nope that's not the Hotel Artemis that's Artemis Hotel Artemis which is fine it's a fine movie but like his performance is like. On just another level of everything else going on in that movie, this one it's he's having fun, but it was one of those no, he like was perfect. He was perfect casting in this one. Uh, but it's that's true of like Damien Bashir. Uh, like th- these are people that like are, are, <laughs> they're they're they 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 do real things. This is this isn't that. Now, it, which sounds like I feel like off the bat, I'm coming off like I didn't like the movie. I fucking love the movie. Like I we'll do spoiler free first, but I, at first I was a little bit. I told Roxy before we started recording, anytime any of these fucking movies start going on like the hollow earth, my eyes just shoot into the back of my head. Like I just don't, I don't care about any of this stuff. I think I I don't need it. But when it came down to the actual, the, the giant monsters fighting each other, this is the first of the Godzilla movies. The one specifically with Godzilla's name in it of these new ones that like it was dope and Good golly, was it dope. Uh, spoiler free, Roxy, what were what were your thoughts on this movie? It's so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I went to a screening of this at a drive-in movie theater with my two fellow world girls, Steph and Darina. 
we may have partaken in some things that were really fun, enhanced this movie. Uh, they gave- I may or may not have done a, I didn't go to that screening, but I may, yeah. not, may or may not have done something similar and it helped. Helped. <laughs> there was so much popcorn to be had. Um, we had, you know, there were Skittles and Snickers. They, gave, they showered us with candy. We Love ate it. every single bite. It was one of those, like, it felt like, I, it was the first time it felt like I was going to the movies yeah. in over a year. So that really helped. And on top of that, when we come, when we're driving through, they're taking your picture in your car with everything going on. They they've got people dancing in Godzilla and Kong outfits. There is music blaring from every direction. The entire cast was there to watch the movie as well. Um, so you know there was just a lot going on. I bumped into our friend Coy. Mm-hmm. I bumped into Wendy Lee Zaney. We're honking our car horns at each other. <laughs> So just keep in mind going into this, I'm in a very elated state. Yeah. So so to me, this was the best movie I ever saw in my life. Yeah, I, mean, I get it. <laughs> to me, this movie was perfection. I watched it. I enjoyed every second of it. The colors were sick. The mm-hmm. neon was awesome. They heard us last time say it was too dark. We couldn't see the fights. The monsters weren't introduced very until very late. And they were like, oh, no worries. We've got you. Yeah. Let's just battle it out the whole time. Monster on monster. Uh and with the spoiler free, that's pretty much all I can give. But yeah. I just really loved this movie. The dialogue was trash. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't care at all. No, not at all. I, we do have like um, uh, SDS 2884, I think, has a question that sums up a lot of people's responses. Even that Ron Tomatoes thing. Why do they think we care about the humans? And, and I, I want to say this. I think we should. I think we should care. I think we should care about the humans. Like I think, like like if I, I talked a couple episodes ago about Shin Godzilla, uh, which was the most recent Japanese version of the character classic. Like I think it, I think it's called Suitmation is what they call it when the guy's in the suit or whatever. And the people are actually doing interesting, engaging things in that movie. Hmm. And I think well, they can. I think I just don't think they do. And 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 so. Uh, I, I don't think push back on that. I extremely cared about Gia. The I, the girl, the Kong's girl. Yeah. Yes. The the young the young child. Yes. I cared so much about Gia. She's definitely the only one I cared about, but I cared a lot about her. Well, and I think that connects to Kong. And I think, you know, obviously Kong's been getting a lot of love, and I think it's fair to say, even not spoiler not spoiler, you know, spoiler free, still in spoiler free, that he is the main character. And of course he is, because he of the monsters, he's the one that can emote. He has uh facial features that we recognize and he can create emotions and uh to to a degree he can communicate. And so it's like, yeah, he's the one you can make an arc out of. He doesn't have a lizard face. Um and so the fact that he connects with her, I, like you said, I think all the actors do a good job. The dialogue is trash. And I, for one. And I think also that I think these movies are overplotted. I think they, they in the times that they, I think that's why if you ask me, I think my favorite of these MonsterVerse movies is still Kong Skull Island. Because it's the one that understands you need, these are primal creatures. You need a, a basic premise and then extrapolate from there. The premise of Kong Skull Island is a bunch of Vietnam soldiers get stuck on Skong, uh, Skong Island, on mm-hmm. Skull Island, and need to get off. And then everything unfolds like, from there. I like that movie a lot. I yeah. liked all these movies though. Yeah. So it's like, and, and with so with this, whenever you're getting into the Hollow Earth and the explain, none of that matters. Like I, if I'm watching a movie about a superstorm or whatever i don't need you give me like a line that explains like oh these three hurricanes combined and now it's a superstorm and then we move on because it's a primal event thing and what interests me more is how people react to it than you mythologizing or explaining or whatever none, none of that matters every godzilla movie all the japanese godzilla movies or at least the original one um and shin godzilla spend like maybe 10% of the time like why is this lizard here and more like what do we it's here what do we do now and i think seeing characters interact with that might be a more engaging way for the humans to behave in this movie as opposed to being uh you know exposition plot machines because then they are kind of they, these people are roughly interchangeable other than what was the character's name was Gia Kong's mm-hmm. Kong's yep. uh, mm-hmm. little lady friend, which is a weird way of saying yeah. it, but that's what yeah, I said. Yeah, the way you keep phrasing it is yeah, making me yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. So I, yeah, um, the child Kong is adopted. You know, um, 
But again, the to be fair, I know I love Roxy. I loved these movies as a kid, the Godzilla movies. And why did I watch them? Because I wanted to see the monster fight the big monster in the city, and a lot of buildings get blown up. And that's what this movie delivers on in really cool and dynamic ways. And so, like, yeah, would I would I like the human element to be more dynamic and engaging? Of course, I would. But if you're not going to do that, at least make the uh, monster fighting cool, and you did. And so I'm excited for that, and I enjoyed this movie. So let's get into, let's dive into spoilers. Let's get into spoiler territory. Um, so right off the bat, I hate, I hate the concept of Hollow Earth. I hate every time they talk about it. You and I were talking about it before we went on air. I think it's because every time I hear Hollow Earth, I think Flat Earth. I think Flat Earthers. I think like, I don't need any of this conspiracy bullshit. Get that shit out of my life. Giant monster showed up. You don't need to explain. A a nuclear bomb dropped on a lizard and now it's Godzilla. Let's just move the fuck on. But we've had three movies now where this has been our thing. And so Mm -hmm. if this is our big crossover, you know what? Let's go there. Fuck it. How did there's a portal we're going to the center of the earth. Why is it not? Who gives a shit? doesn't matter. This is where Kong comes from. So it's like, you know what? I don't like this, but if we're doing it, I'm glad. Let's just do I it. I don't care. We get to be there. The gravity's different. We go down the tubes, mm-hmm. the whole thing. The whole thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, Kong gets to fight bat dragons and then bird bats. And then I, I will. sick. Every, I think they did this in Godzilla King of the Monsters too, where you, we run into like giant construction and it's like, well, who built this? Why is there a giant Kong sized door? Why are there giant Kong sized? Who made these? Are Kongs other people's? The, is Kongs people? Can they build things? Is that like a thing that they can do? Um, I, who knows? It's a mystery for another movie. Uh, <laughs> I also had logistical questions. It was dope. Roxy was so cool with the fight on the battleship characters. But I don't know about you, but I'm like, I don't think those ships could hold both those monsters. I don't think that's how boats work. <laughs> I think that I said the exact same thing out loud, and I'm trying to remember what D said to me. I think that um, like he's not with with the weight and the other. He his size seemed to change often. As he's standing or down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that he's one size. Mm-hmm. So. Not, which Kong or Godzilla or both? Yes, and. I think Kong mostly, but yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Obviously, I mentioned in um, the, uh, when we were talking about earlier and spoiler free, is is that, you know, Kong is our protagonist. This is this is very much like a, like a Batman v Superman situation where it's like Superman, this is technically a Superman sequel, but Batman's in there and he's the bigger draw. So he gets the, he gets his name first. Um, but I actually thought it was pretty effective because, you know, Kong Skull Island did a really good job. Humanizing Kong is the, is the wrong word, but making him like a character that you care about. Um, and so in the fact that Kong's only gotten one of these movies, playing off that I think was really smart and also I think it's an effective use of Godzilla because even when he's quote unquote the good guy he is an anti-hero and so like mm-hmm. playing into that totally. here like I, I'm a big Godzilla fan uh, Kong Skull Island is my favorite of these movies I, I think the original King Kong if you haven't watched the original King Kong no, or the original Godzilla so to this day still so good mm-hmm. but even as a Godzilla I fan I thought I thought I especially at the end when Godzilla gives his last look to Kong, like, all right, you, the, my interpretation of that of gaze was like, all right, you son of a bitch, you get to live another day. And then he walks off. It's like, yeah, that's Godzilla, man. He's not, we've come to, and also Godzilla wins the, they, they get three rounds and Godzilla God Kong gets to take out Mecha Godzilla, but Godzilla is the winner of their fight. Kind of. Kong was dying. He had needed a giant defibrillator. (laughs) Yeah, but like one will fall. Neither fell. That's true. Neither fell. Uh, yeah, DJ. I don't even know where to where to start with some of my specifics on this. It's can a I lot. Do, it's a lot. Can I jump? Can I do a little jumping around? Please, please do. I loved. I loved the geo relationship because I loved the. Uh, I loved the communication element of that. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. And I think that that little girl is going to be an effing star. Yeah. who She's also actually deaf, by the way. Yeah. 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 And um, I thought that she did such an amazing job. There's something about her smile mm-hmm. and just the way that she was listening and watching. She's just really, really good. 
Um, and so I liked her a lot. The person that every time they were on screen, I wanted to throw myself through the car door was Rebecca Hall. Really? I, I thought that that was one of the most upsetting performances that I've seen in a long time. In what way? I feel bad for her because it really could have been the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But I didn't believe one word of anything she said, start to finish the entire script to the point where in my car, every time she came on screen, I go, <laughs> and they were all laughing at me because it was just like the words she had to say and the way she was saying them were so like, I think it's over there. I, whatever, whatever her, whatever it was, DJ, mm-hmm. it was so hard for me to watch her that it made it almost unwatchable at times. Yeah. And this is coming from somebody who is talented, beautiful, like, you know, it has nothing to do with her and other things. But in this, I was like, wow, you are so phoning it in right now and so don't want to be here, apparently. Mm-hmm. At least that's what it looks like. I mean, you based on her comments on iron man three it wouldn't surprise me (laughs) like it was making my time miserable when she was on i was like get her off screen i also kind of can't believe that kyle chandler's in this movie yeah kyle chandler and then lance reddick gets us he shows up and like we need uh godzilla and kong like and then he leaves like that was lance reddick he's on the wire where's he going (laughs) why is he in this more where is he (laughs) there and then gone yeah Mm -hmm. that was wild i love him too and i was just like huh so that was kind of funny for me. So, yeah, the, the the people stuff, I don't really, in the way that on the Mighty Ducks podcast kid really works for me. Yeah. As much as I love Paperboy, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know that I need any of this storyline with Millie and, yep. and the podcast and that. I actually don't even know what that was really in there. That Julian, was a C story. And yeah. I was like, I don't even know, but okay. Yeah. It's but, weird that the hunt for the Julian Dennison, the kid from like Deadpool two and hunt for the wilder people is in there. It's like, wow, he, he's just a friend in this. He yeah. could have done. Yeah. It was weird. I, the one, the casting that threw me off was Alexander Skarsgård as science guy. I'm like, what? what? It, this, for me, that was up there. Like, and obviously Alexander Skarsgård is a talented actor, but it was like, uh, um, uh, fucking uh, wow! Uh, Mark Wahlberg in the happening. Oh. I'm like I'm the science guy. And I'm like science guys. Was, science guys don't have those abs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was fine, but uh, my favorite moment was when he thinks he can speak sign language at the end. <laughs> and he's saying brave, and he's saying coward. It was that was a really good bit and mm-hmm. callback. I liked that a lot. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of characters that were underutilized i'm literally looking at the imdb list right now and i'm like what did they even like what did um asa gonzalez's character yeah she was to, just evil woman yeah. she was um and the daughter she's of, good to look at though she was on yeah, she, uh, i will say she is uh, between her and rebecca hall that they, they definitely gave us some beautiful beautiful women uh, which i was, always appreciate uh, she was also uh, a supporting character in that movie Monica I just watched. Um, I care a lot. Which one of these episodes I'm going to want to talk to you about? Because um, I hear good things. It's good. I don't know. Bless you. Uh, with where Thank you. you even muted with the sneeze. Nobody knows why I'm saying bless you. You did such yeah. a good job covering it up. Um, um, with you know, baby driver too. You've you, baby driver as well. I know. And right now you're in a space of kind of watching more positive things. And I care yeah. a lot is ruthless. Okay. <laughs> it is a ruthless movie. I'm not in the mood. Uh, yeah. Um, but this, to, yeah, go for it. Just the, my, my uh, whole point of this movie though, is thank you for giving this to me at a time in life where I just wanted to watch monsters fight with neon lights in a way that made it look like Kong was a stoner kid reaching for all the gravity balls. Uh, just so much fun, so much enjoyment to be had didn't care about any of the things that I didn't like because they just kept hitting us with these sick visuals that I really was looking for a dumbass movie like this during this time. Yeah. And I think it's a similar thing. Like it's, you think it's just enough to throw these big CGI creatures at each other. But the fact that this movie actually took time to figure out choreography, you mm-hmm. know, the fight uh, when, when they're underwater, which by the way is an homage to the original um, King Kong versus Godzilla. Yes, there was one. It came out in 1962. It was originally meant to be a stop motion King Kong sequel where Kong fights a giant Frankenstein's monster 
uh, and was actually conceived by the original King Kong animator, Williams H. O'Brien. Unfortunately, the concept was sold behind his back to Toho. Frankenstein was replaced with Godzilla, and then the original story was scrapped, and that's the movie we got. And and there's actually a pretty iconic scene where King Kong fights a, an octopus in that movie that was homaged in Kong Skull Island. Um, and But that fight underwater, the fight... The elements where King Kong is using buildings, like trying to dodge Godzilla, using buildings and using the environment, are not only good homages to the King, the classic King Kong film, but also what you want to see. You want to see the environment matters. Like anybody that's like loves action movies and stuff like that, the environment and the way that your protagonist and antagonist use the environment is important. And so, using that kind of spatial awareness, using like trying to figure out how these two would fight, doing it in a dynamic, engaging way is actually clearly kind of tricky because uh, we didn't do that in the last Godzilla movie and we nailed it here. So as a fan of that stuff, it was, I was really excited to see it. I'm totally with you. We have a couple uh, questions from yeah, what do we the got, Discord. Uh, Nathan the Man says, I guess the question I would have, love the movie, I guess the question uh, I would have is what would a Godzilla 3 be about? And what's the future for the MonsterVerse? This movie feels like their version of an Avengers movie. So specifically a Godzilla 3. Yeah. Mm. Well, what else could we be trying to take out? Aliens? Um. Well, we got uh, spoilers. We're in spoilers. We got Mecha Godzilla in this one, uh, which I thought was a fun. Um, uh, I mean, obviously it was well spoiled uh, yeah. uh, before the movie came out. Um, but I thought that was a fun thing. With the, I know Godzilla, Godzilla is drowning in antagonists um uh you've got there's a space godzilla uh you've got uh there's mothra i said alien see there's there's space godzilla there's um um there's an evil mothra called batra i believe but it's gonna be a bummer for there to be a godzilla movie without kong at this point well i kind of i don't know about you roxy but watching this i was kind of like oh cool you did it yeah 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 yeah. i don't don't know that we need do we need more of this now like that's not how these things work I'd rather another Kong movie than another Godzilla movie. So now on that question, Kong is my understanding is that Skull Island got swallowed by the storm that surrounded it. So now Kong is in the hollow earth. Are we just following Kong? Which by the way is a crazy setup for like an animated Kong kid show, like Kong Kong's adventures in hollow earth. But do do you think that's where we go next? Uh do I think we're going to do an animated show in which we're in hollow earth? No, do, do it. So oh. like we had Kong say, Skull no. Island. No, is, is the, is the, would you think the next Kong movie is just going to be like Kong colon hollow earth? Like, and he's on hollow earth. Yeah. Cause there was a lot of creatures there. Mm-hmm. A lot of things <laughs> to punch. We haven't explored. And I like that gravity system. Gravity system is cool. Also wouldn't mind answers to the question about where those big ass doors came from. They weren't natural. Occur- and also there's a, con- there's a giant gorilla statue with a finger who built that shit. Who put those there? Somebody, somebody had to. Have. How do you feel about a Kong planet of the apes crossover? Uh, one, I think they did it in comic form and two, you know, I'm all about it. Wow. No, I'm all about what it. is that comic and why is nobody delivered it to my doorstep yet? <laughs> delivered it to Roxy's door now. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Let's see. The to get a little bit off of the movie and more to the kind of the distribution system. What do you think about HBO Max streaming theatrical release model versus the Disney Plus? While I understand Disney's reasoning to charge a, a premium, um, and uh, I don't see how it even holds a candle to what is essentially a free movie. So DJ, I didn't because I went to the thing. I didn't see. So this movie was free. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I watched it on HBO Max the day it dropped. There was in my watching there was one little visual hiccup, um, like a uh, it became I don't even know how to describe it. It's not like it's just the characters became like green and and flickery or whatever for a moment. It was it was a scene with like Millie Bobby Brown and uh, um, uh, Brian Tyree Henry and Julian Dennison. It just kind of was like a scanning issue or whatever, but that might have been streaming. Whatever, it, it worked fine and it looked great. Did, this, did it come out on a Wednesday? It did. Okay, um, I think that I think that Disney Plus has a luxury that HBO Max does not, and that luxury is how popular it is. Mm-hmm. I think that Disney Plus is able to do things like a premium because they don't need to go for the subscribers right now, and HBO Max still needs to go for the subscribers. Yeah. So. I don't know which one is more financially beneficial for them. Probably the premium for Disney Plus, but 
I do get why HBO Max isn't going with that model because I think that Godzilla versus Kong would have been watched by half, if not less, the amount of people if they had to pay on top of their HBO subscription. Yeah, I think that's a that's a I think that makes a lot of sense. I think you're you're right about that. Um, which I'll, it's weird to say because who cares? It's you know there's these two big companies, but it is kind of a bummer because HBO Max has a lot of good content on there, like yeah. a lot of good classic movies. Like again, a lot of the classic Godzilla movies uh, are on there. It, this could really change. Everything could change with a Harry Potter series. Yeah, or that that will be the thing that I think like with the Harry Potter series and then like series. Mm -hmm. And if they do any kind of thing, like what Disney plus is doing where they're just giving us, just think about having Mandalorian into WandaVision into Falcon and the winter soldier. Yeah. HBO max is not giving us that. No, no. I mean, like I, I would say some of these bigger releases, like in a few weeks, we're going to be getting mortal Kombat. Like it's so Congress is Godzilla, mortal Kombat, the suicide squad. Like, but those are movies and they're one-offs, you know, like that's not, yeah. a, I'm they're yeah. not giving yeah. us reason right now every week to come back. Even if it's a great drama series yeah. that we love, it's still not the same as these nerd dumbs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think you're right. Um, it'll be interesting to see where things uh, yeah, where where this stuff goes, I will say that if this by the time I am vaccinated and feel comfortable going to theaters, if this is still in IMAX theaters or they re-release it in IMAX theaters, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go because it was like obviously I I you know tried to make it as as yeah. much of a theatrical experience as I could, but it's like this is a movie that it's like I wish I was watching this on a big screen. I actually, for the first time in a long time, was like I would see this in 3D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I'd see this in 3D. Yeah. Uh, so Kayla Marie um, asks a question that Joey in the Discord also asked is, bah, 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 do I need to watch any of the other movies to see this new one? I never got into Kong Godzilla movies. I would say no. Nah. nah. But do check out Kong Skull Island because it is good. Yeah, but no no need at all. No need. There is nothing about this movie that you had to understand. Mm-hmm. I will also say, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, there's a giant ape, and he's going to fight a giant lizard, and that's what you're here for. Actually, talking about it makes me want to watch it again, which is yeah. uh, wild. Anyway, uh, which I can because it's on HBO Max. You don't, um, don't want to watch Mang for the third time? No! Or the Snyder Cut. Um, but uh, I will also say another thing that could be interesting um, is uh, if you wanted another big throwdown like this, uh, there's an iconic uh, Japanese character called Ultraman, who's a dude that uh, in a in a what essentially is a similar to a Power Ranger suit that can grow to the size of a kaiju and fights kaiju's. Oh, wild! And I like that. I, and I don't think I was trying to look this up before the show. I don't think him and Godzilla have actually ever fought, which is wild to me. So I don't know. You know, obviously Ultraman they would have. would be sick. I don't. Can I, anybody get in the suit at any time? I am not as familiar. I watched a little bit of Ultraman as a kid. I know Marvel has the comic license right now, and they're doing a new comic with the character. But I am not as brushed up on his mythology. I don't think so. I think it is a specific person. Um, but it would be cool, especially if they've never done it before. Um, also, a fun little Easter egg for this movie for me. I. I'm probably the only one who thinks this way. They they do a little, there's a little audio sting of the classic Godzilla march that was actually first introduced in, I found out oh. this week, was actually first introduced in King Kong versus Godzilla. But it's also the hook, like the beat that's used. He uses a sample. Pharaoh Monch uses a sample in his song, Simon Says. So every time I hear that little march thing, my brain immediately goes to that. And it is a very graphic song, but it would be cool if a Godzilla movie ended with that over the credits is all i'm saying and this is it came the godzilla march comes from the original congress of godzilla so this was your time you're a nerd dj anyway anyway that's it for this week's episode everybody let us know what you think of godzilla versus kong like i said if you listen on spotify we ask a question every week uh and this week's is going to be what movie icons would you like to see fight next? We've already gotten Batman and Superman fighting. We've gotten Freddy versus Jason. We've got Alien versus Predator. We've got Godzilla versus Kong. Are there any, is there anybody left? Is there any icons left that have not punched each other in the face at least once? Uh, let us know who that would be. Um, Rocky and Bullwinkle. 
I mean, they're in a movie together, but have they fought? Tom, Tom and Jerry versus Jerry. Tom and Jerry versus Rocky and Bullwinkle. Boom. Yeah. Boom roasted. Roxy, yeah. before we go, yeah. where can the people find you? What they should what should they be looking for? Well, you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And speaking of rivalries on Sunday for the World Girls Wind Down on Sunday nights, youtube.com slash the World Girls. We're actually going to do an episode focused on our favorite movie rivalries throughout history. So if you want to check that out and then we'll give our Godzilla Kong review. But y'all already know what I think because you watch this show. Uh, so check that out. And then, yeah, just every still all, most of the days live at the Roxy. Most of it, but not you've, you've freed yourself of the shackles of all of the days. And I'm, I'm happy for you yep. for that. But we're still, we're still at most. Do you, do you have, an, do you still have an official episode count? Like how many episodes you've done? No, I stopped at 365. I stopped counting because I don't want to give myself a complex, like must hit 460, must yes, hit 700. So. That feels, we don't we don't count anymore. Yeah, that feels very smart. I feel like that's a very healthy thing uh, to do. Uh, so you can find me at DJ Talks Trash every place that matters. Oh, um, uh, uh, obviously, you know, a lot of you, if you're watching this live, it's on patreon.com slash only stupid answers. That's where you get the full one. But also I dropped the short this week, my short Whoa. Uh, broke luck. Um, if you go to my Instagram, there's a trailer for it. Um, I also uh, posted on um, Twitter as well. Um, and this is just the beginning of, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier in the episode, I'm doing a new comic. You guys, uh, the Patreon is going to be getting a look at that stuff sooner. Um, but I basically, you know, as I look at this year, I, I would like to pretty consistently be putting out new stuff, creative stuff that, that, uh, that I wrote or directed or whatever. I'd like to, I'm trying to do more of that stuff. I'm trying to do more of that stuff on the Patreon. So check it out. Um, and to everybody who's watched it and and uh, told me that they enjoyed it, I really that really means a lot to me. Um, I'm probably going to do in the next couple of weeks. I'm probably going to sit down with the director of photography, and we're going to kind of talk about uh, the backstory of it because I've been working on the movie that the short was supposed to build to for probably about a decade now. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, 2020 really cut me off on the knees on that one, but you know, hey. <laughs> Uh, if I've waited a decade, I can wait another year, um, or two or three. Uh, so stay tuned for all of that, but you can follow this show for updates, follow the show everywhere that matters at only stupid answers, but on Twitter, yank out the vowels from stupid nailed it. Uh, I want to thank everybody that watched live. I want to thank everybody that listened to the show as part of the podcast. Please give it five stars and we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.